Green Pastures are the weekly devotions published by Vineyard Boise, consisting of four parts, the reading, the reflection, the question, and the prayer. Green Pastures for Wednesday, October 19th. Worship. It's a head-to-toe sort of thing. Today's scripture reading is found in Romans chapter 12, verses 1 and 2 from the Message Translation, which reads, So here's what I want you to do, God helping you. Take your everyday, ordinary life, your sleeping, eating, going to work, and walking around life, and place it before God as an offering. Embracing what God does for you is the best thing you can do for Him. Don't become so well-adjusted to your culture that you fit into it without even thinking. Instead, fix your attention on God. You'll be changed from the inside out. Readily recognize what He wants from you and quickly respond to it. Unlike the culture around you, always dragging you down to its level of immaturity, God brings the best out of you, develops well-formed maturity in you. This is God's Word. I positively adore this message rendering of Paul's classic appeal to us in Romans 12 that we're a bit more familiar with in a more traditional rendering like this. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Okay, that's like really traditional, like 1611 King James original. Present your bodies as a living sacrifice. Once again, we're not just in the house. We are the house. We're not just in the room where it happens. We are the room where it happens. And we're also the priests mediating, basking, bathing, and surviving the volatile presence in the room where it happens, the room where it happens, the room where it happens. Sorry, couldn't resist. A little bit of Hamilton there. Yes, we are also the priests meditating, mediating, basking, bathing, and surviving the volatile presence in the room where it happens, and we're the sacrifice being offered up in the room where it happens. That sacrifice, says Paul, is our bodies. Or as Peterson would put it in the message, your everyday, ordinary life, your sleeping, eating, going to work, and walking around life. Now we're talking bandwidth. Worship is a from head to toe thing and everything in between. This is our spiritual act of worship, says Paul, which would lead one to expect the Greek word pneumatikon, right? I mean, seriously. Pneumatikon meaning characterized by pneuma or spirit. Since God is pneuma or spirit, and those who worship God must worship him pneumati in spirit, yes? But that's not the word. It's not pneuma or pneumatikos, it's instead logikos, in which we can easily recognize our word logic and logical. Mr. Spock would be pleased, well, if he could feel emotion, that is. Logikos refers to that which pertains to reason, which is why some translations, like the King James translation above, render this reasonable, as in, which is your reasonable act of worship. 
but that conveys something like it's reasonable in the sense of making sense or of not being unreasonable or asking too much as in I paid a reasonable price for that car. As we've already established, worship is most definitely not reasonable in that sense. Most often, worship makes no sense whatsoever, and it generally asks way too much. Risky business, remember? No, this is our logikos act of worship. Worship engaging the full range of our inner thought and intellect rather than lobotomizing us and disengaging our intellect and thought life. Worship fully engages our mental life, our imagination. It is logikos. But it is also somatikos, to stick with the Greek. Soma is the Greek word for body, as in offer up your body, your soma, as a living sacrifice. We don't just worship God with our mind, our thought life, our imagination. Worship is embodied. Worship engages the body. Worship moves, sits, waves, weeps, laughs, sings, sighs, pants, or stands still as a stone. Or as Peterson would put it, it encompasses your sleeping, eating, going to work, and walking around life. No more capable of being confined to any worship set, no matter how energized, how inspired, how stellar. The most energized, inspired, and stellar worship set in that appointed time and place we know most often as church is but a platform, a launching pad in that moment to take us to the place he would intend. In that moment, that one moment among many in our sleeping, eating, going to work, and going to church, and walking around life. Logikos, somatikos. Yeah, it's a head-to-toe kind of thing, taking in the 24-7 you and me. So, as we pause for a moment of personal reflection and prayer, ponder this. How often do you frame worship as something that involves turning on the mind and engaging your thoughts and mental life rather than turning it all off. How often do you allow worship in the course of the day to involve your body? How is your worship evident in the way you move? Lord, you are God over all the earth, and to you all flesh will come. Let us come to you. Let us come to worship. Let us worship you at the appointed hour and in the spontaneous moment, in the company of others and in the solitude of lonely places, in ways loud and expressive, in ways quiet and unspoken, in ornate sanctuary and in the checkout line at Walmart, in the quiet of the early morning and dawn's first light, and in the chaotic din of midday, in the calm of solemn assembly and in the chaotic upheavals of the nursery. In all these ways and more, let us worship you, filled with divine breath, saturated in the deepening reality of you. Through your Spirit, with, upon, and in us. Amen. <laughs>